0: Hello team, welcome to Troubleshooters Corner, your place for leadership and crisis management tips and case studies for troubleshooters like you who skid at the game. Today's podcast number five, let's cheat death. Ever feel surrounded by assassins? If you're in a dangerous profession, someone is teaching you how to stay alive. Ditto for a serious medical condition what about the rest of us? Well, let's start with the bottom line up front. As we age and live our days in relatively safe environments, our two surprise assessments are most likely to be vehicle accidents and slips and falls. And we can do something about them. So stick to the end for some keepers, but stop right there if you just needed to walk away with a key point or take away. Now, the situation. You know, some trades come with higher personal risks than others, and I recall that sometimes this changes. There used to be a survey of this in one of my professional associations where they would check every year or so to see what the most dangerous Uh, professions and trades were by actuarial statistics, and one of the ones that used to be a surprise for some people until it became so commonplace and no longer was a surprise was that uh, the job of being a deep-sea fisherman was much more dangerous than that of being a police officer. Now, this may have changed in recent years, but you see some unexpected uh, depictions of risk by trade That can be surprising if you aren't closely following these kinds of things. And as you take these things into account, you recognize that if you are in a dangerous profession, you are likely getting a lot of specific training that's specific to that particular profession itself that's geared at keeping you alive and extending your chances of making it back home in one piece. Now, there are other things, however, that befall all of us, irrespective of our professional careers. And in modern What passes for civilized life, vehicle fatalities, are a big one. turns out that I was looking at this for a few years to compare it to other things that people worry about. And depending on the issue that one is advocating for, it can be a concern to have something like 17,000 fatalities in a given arena over a period of maybe 20 years. When you co- contrast, and then based on that, you say, here's what we need to do to change safety regulations or to uh, stop a given activity or curb it or change the way it's done at great expense. But then when you stop and put it into context and look at vehicle fatalities in the United States, for example, on average, we have anywhere but from 40,000 to 50, 50 to 55,000 vehicle fatalities every year, yet no one says we have to stop driving cars. Well, we'd have to take cars off the road because we accept them as some a uh, necessary part of doing business and use, using the automobile. Well, it turns out that there are things that we can do about these things. And you can't do anything about the other person directly who's likely to kill you, whether it's by design or most likely by, by uh, some sort of error or mistake on his or her part. But you can improve your odds of survival by taking one defensive driver course, or perhaps even more than one, because defensive driving will teach you to look at things a little bit differently, and it may be just enough to keep you from getting involved in a fatality or in some debilitating wreck. The other As another plus, sometimes insurance companies will give you a price break for having taken a defensive driving course, so that's worth looking into, but that 's not the main reason for doing it. The main reason for doing it is because once again, vehicle accidents are one of the biggest threats, and they aren 't talked about that much. If you want to survive, think about that. The second one is slips and falls. The older we get and or the more busy we get and ob- oblivious to our surroundings more likely that we may have a tumble, and this can be particularly dangerous in areas where there's, where weather is a regular hazard and there's a lot of ice, but it could be anywhere. It could be at a supermarket where there's a spill on the floor and one doesn't pay particular attention and then can fall down. Uh, there was a radio talk show host in Los Angeles whose brother-in-law uh, had a debilitating condition that came after he fell down hanging up something like Christmas, Christmas lights on his house when he fell off a ladder. And he was at such misery that he was on painkillers and then the painkillers themselves stopped working or they stopped prescribing them and, and the misery extended even further to the point where the man ultimately committed suicide because he was in constant agony. So slips and faults are no small deed and they can, if they don't kill you immediately, they can certainly make life miserable enough to where you wish you were dead. Well, what can you do about slips and falls? I was looking at that recently. Few years ago, and found that there was something you can do, and probably one of the best things you can do is is take a few classes in Aikido. Now, Aikido is unusual compared to other martial arts because it's a non-aggressive one. It's called the art of peace, and Aikido does not have tournaments, and it does generally does not attract the people who want to go in to mix it up and have uh, an excess of testosterone or adrenaline that they want to bleed off. Aikido is perhaps the only martial arts uh, that's allowed to be used in, in um, hospital and medical environments because it is has no attack moves. It is completely and entirely defensive. But one of the things where Aikido was particularly helpful in the arena of slips and falls is you fall down a lot on purpose in Aikido. And you learn how to fall safely because every session is going to involve falling and taking a fall. And the reason to fall is to avoid doing uh, greater damage through locks or holes or other techniques. And so people learn how to fall well. Now some the uh, ones who are limber and spry and especially do it, start doing it at an early age can roll very elegantly. But even the ones who are perhaps a little more older, decrepit and uh, creaky in the hinges can manage to learn how to fall if not elegantly, at least effectively enough, in order to cushion, uh, to meet the earth as gently as possible and to avoid doing major damage to the brain or breaking limbs or cracking joints or doing anything that's going to land them in the hospital. That in itself, in fact, that alone is probably a very good reason to uh, expose oneself to Aikido and learn a little bit about it so that one can fall, again, safely, and even not when not seeing it coming. Now, there's another problem that people have and they invariably mention, and that is what about dealing with an increasingly violent world where unpredictable things like attacks can happen at any time? Is Aikido the perfect answer for that? And the answer is no. Aikido is not necessarily the way, indeed, when it comes to things like mixed martial arts, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is considered perhaps one of them as close as it can be to the ideal because it has a number of different techniques and a different kind of grappling. However, Aikido brings with it certain other lessons, and the most important lesson is the lesson of avoidance, which, by the way, ties back into the principal lesson of defensive driving teaching you where not to be. So, a good exposure to both, both defensive driving and to Aikido, will help you avoid dangerous and potentially fatal situations in the first place by helping alter your mindset and adjust it so that you do not find yourself in positions where you have to exercise heroic measures to extricate yourself from a a hostile environment. So your keepers today for how we how to cheat death. First, for most people in stable environments, the danger you won't see coming is going to be from vehicle accidents and slips and falls. Number 2, you can do something about that. You can do something about both. One is through defensive driving and the other is through aikido. And number 3, the big lesson. Both of these things have in common can be summed up in one word, anticipation. Study both well enough and long enough, and you'll understand that you're learning where not to be. Now, a colleague asks, well, what's so special about defensive driving that I don't already know? And the answer to that is mindset. When anybody goes through driver training and and driving tests, what is the focus on? The focus is on the question, is it legal? For defensive driving, the focus shifts to, is it safe? Because the two are not exactly the same. Sometimes a, a maneuver may be legal, but it exposes you to a potential risk, and that means it's not safe. Don't do it. Other times you may find that a truck is about to rear end you, and you're in front of a red light, well, it may not be legal for you to go through that red light, but you don't want to be rear-ended by that truck either. So if it's safe, it may be safe for you to go through that red light while it's still red, even though it's not legal. So again, putting safety first above everything, even the legality, can be a lifesaver and certainly prevent injury. A colleague asked another question, is Aikido keto what you need to know to win a cage fight? I think we touched on this before, but the answer is not at all. In fact, Aikido was lousy at that because it's one of the few martial arts in which there are no tournaments and no competitions by design. Aikido Aikido teaches you to stay out of that cage fight so you never have cage fight injuries in the first place. And finally, a a colleague asked, what's so great about falling down a lot? Well, the... the, uh, The real answer to that is you learn how to land on soft parts, not on hard parts. And that can make all the difference between suffering a debilitating injury or even perhaps at times a fatal one. And it's worth doing because no matter where you go, there's going to be something to slip on. And you can't be hyper-attentive all the time. Sooner or later it's going to happen to all of us. So there you have it. Ways to cheat death. Ideas for you as a troubleshooter to remember for yourself and your own team. So, till the next time, stay watchful troubleshooters, but never be afraid of taking a calculated risk.